welcome back. You are listening to episode 18 of Double Hop Beat, a bi-weekly podcast taking the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer novice, and I like the taste of beer. And thank you so much for joining us in our 18th episode. And in case you missed our bonus episode, make sure you check that out because those are coming fast and furious. Yes, that's part of our Behind the Bar series where we talk to individuals who bartend at local breweries or are home brewers. So check it out. Uh, This week, get ready because we will be bringing the sexy back to non-alcoholic beers. Mm. If it's possible to do that. (laughs) If they say it's possible. Well, they say it's possible, but we'll see. We like to challenge the impossible and make it possible. And just for this episode, well, actually, before, I was really um, curious on the non-alcoholic beer scene, as there's been a boom in breweries that are opening that just sell non-alcoholic beer. So I had to give it a try. And my first try of it, I was not at all amused at all. I was like, I mean, like, it's not O'Doul's, but I was not, like, (laughs) amused by it. Every time someone says O'Doul's, I think O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle rules, yeah. So all bias aside on non-alcoholic beer, I'm sure many of you have a bias against non-alcoholic beer. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, but l- this last week, I hope everyone enjoyed their Halloween. Um, we sure did. Mm-hmm. We got into the spirit. Uh, we enjoyed our craft beers. I hope you guys got to check out a couple of the beers that... I had recommended, and actually Shannon really enjoyed them as well, which I was pleasantly surprised by, um, because there was a good amount of stouts and darker porters and maltier beers that typically you wouldn't indulge in, but you you seem to really like those. So I've been putting in the effort in doing my homework and trying. Doing homework. I love how (laughs) having beer now is considered your homework. It is really funny and really cute. (laughs) I try. Uh, But we also went to uh, one of the local breweries that we had mentioned in an earlier episode, Lost Shoe Brewing in Marlboro, Massachusetts. Shout out. And uh, JP and Melinda, they had a Halloween costume contest and they had a Mm -hmm. DJ and they played like old school Halloween movies on like the DJ's booth. They had like a TV, which is really cool. I think that was the DJ controlling that. No, yeah, it was. part of the package. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It was pretty awesome. And I got into it a little bit too much with Thriller. Naturally, as a zombie, one must do zombie things. Yes, you were Billy Butcherson. Yeah. And, and I was Winifred Sanderson. And needless to say, we won the best group costume. So, in the words of Fat Amy, woo-hoo, woo-hoo. crushed it. Crushed it. And um, yeah, I met uh, some great people. We both met some great yeah. people uh, that night. Reconnected with some old Reco- high school friends. Reconnected friend. with an old uh, high school friend that I haven't talked to in over 10 years. And I was like, oh yeah, last time I saw her was like five years ago. And she's like, no, it's been like longer than that. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. High school was more than 10 years. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But anywho. But anywho. And it was awesome. We we won and it was great. Um, Just got to hold on to every last moment of life. (laughs) Of life. Just grab it by a hold. But I hope everyone enjoyed uh, their Halloween and got to pair some of their beers with candy. I had plenty of Twix and other chocolate things in my stouts and it was great. 
And actually, I even put a gummy worm in one of my. Ew, what? Sour. That I tried it, one of their like Ugh. sour IPAs. I just got the chills. It was so good. It was just like on the edge of the glass, and I was just like, okay. Well, you also and, while you were there had what was it called, the graveyard, or what was? Yeah. The- so typically, I I always laugh at this because I think there was a Conan O'Brien episode where he goes to Sam Adams Brewery. And he just, like, makes fun of, like, the beer. And he just goes across to all their taps and just starts mixing every single beer they had on draft and, like, made his own beer. And he was just like, this is great. And you could see, like, the founder of Sam Adams is just, like, shaking his head like, that is not a good idea. But uh, so JP was like, yeah, this is called The Graveyard. So it's all my beers. And uh, it's actually pretty good. Like, you should try it. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a whirl. So I was like, all right, I'll have the graveyard. And they went down the list of their taps, and it was so good. And then, like, other people were like, what is that drink that you have? It's awfully dark. And I'm like, yeah, it's the Drake graveyard, obviously. Like, obviously. obviously. And they're like, all right, I'll have to get that, too. And then everyone was ordering the graveyard. And I'm like, this is a bad idea, usually. And I was like, but this is such a good idea. So you're saying you're a trendsetter. No, I'm not the trendsetter, but <laughs> I guess I, I cascaded the trend, I guess, because JP was the one who, like, came up with it. I guess so. I had a sip. I think I was on the other camp. I was not a fan. But I was like, if the brewer is suggesting it, then he's not going to suggest something that's terrible. True. But it's also, like, it could have been, like, funny. Be like, hey, like, it's Halloween, so just, like, do whatever you want. So it could have been one of those. It was still good. Had no issues. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. it. Uh, But updates on my brewing. So I've, like, teetered on the... Um, I've been really on the fence on what I want to do next. (laughs) On the brink. And it's such an investment, like, of developing a recipe... And I don't know if I just want to develop my own or just like go off something I know. And it's also trying to please other people, especially with the holidays coming up. Like I'm so critical of my own beer where I have a whole keg of IPA that I probably won't get to and I don't have the time to really bottle it. So I don't want to waste a whole keg's worth of beer that I'm not going to drink because I'm too, I'm, I'm too like, critical my own beer where i won't drink it even though i like it it's like one of those things i don't know it's a weird like thing to have but yeah it's very strange because if you like it just drink it yeah like it made that makes sense right i'm like, gonna make you a shirt instead of just do it it's gonna say just just drink, drink it, it. yeah like just drink i it. like that like what's the issue here i don't understand but so um between a winter warmer or a spiced ale which I'm kind of leaning more towards, like, the spiced ale or doing, like... Because I'll drink that? Well, because, like, it's something a little bit out of my comfort zone. So I think maybe I'd be less likely to be so critical of it mm-hmm. that I wouldn't drink it, even though I'd like it. It'd be more of one of those things where I'd appreciate it more and then I, maybe I'd drink it. Maybe you'd drink maybe. it. Maybe. But then I can also do a half batch, which instead of doing, like, a five-gallon or mm-hmm. ten-gallon batch, I could do maybe like a two and a half gallon batch. So like if I didn't drink it all, then like with the holidays coming, who knows? Who knows? Okay. Could I use it for stews? Probably not. I wouldn't no? use a spice okay. for I mean, you probably could, but I don't know. Usually like the stouts is a go-to beer or even like a porter that would have the flavors that you would want in a stew. Okay. 
Sounds good. Well, thank you, James, for that update. Yeah, the indecisive update. I know, that was like, I might do this, I might not. I don't know, maybe. I'm like that person that's like standing there and you're like, you know what you want to order at a brewery and like the person in front of you is like, oh, I don't know. Like, I've never thought about beer before. I don't know. (laughs) What is that voice? Well, I guess it's more of like a, like when you're at a restaurant. Don't stereotype. You were just going to say that's that's like most girls. No, 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 you not just, at all. You just said. I actually, I've actually found the most people good. that are indecisive when they come to a brewery are mostly the guys because they're so critical now and they're all experts, quote unquote experts, where they like and why will did you analyze say that in a girl's voice because it's just funner to say things in a girl's voice for like indecisiveness. You wouldn't be like, oh, I don't know, uh, do but I want the IPA or triple double A? What kind of hops are in that IPA? Uh, how, do you triple filter? Is it, is I it? just want to say that that's what you sound like when we're at a brewery. <laughs> that is not what I sound like at a brewery at all. Like, oh, uh, what kind of hops are in this? Oh, if, sorry, if it's not listed. Are these, are these galaxy hops? Oh. <laughs> that's how I sound here. That's awesome. Because I know the hops I like in my IPAs, and if it's a different, like if it's not listed, then I have to inquire because, like, I would, I commit. I come. I don't like like to do the flights. I like to get a full pint, and comes in pints. It comes in pints, and like I want an IPA that I know will have that piney, either a piney flavor, or it'll have the nice like citrusy aroma. Are these citra hops? Are these are these citra? Yeah. Excuse me, what type of hops are in these? Excuse, excuse me, ma'am, ma'am, sir, ma'am. <laughs> All right, that was too long. Okay. Well, speaking of craft beer, that was my. Attempted a segue. <laughs> that was your attempt at a segue by insulting your husband. Great. That, just so you know, folks, when you get married, the segue, your wife's segues become like an insult to you. So I don't think that's true all the time, but that's a different discussion for a different day. <laughs> anyway, any. Must be the non alcoholic beer talking. Yeah, that must be it. Uh, so, with the rise of craft beer, what about those who either choose not to drink beer? Because of lifestyle choices or maybe religious reasons, or those who can't drink beer, like what do they do? So today we're going to talk about non-alcoholic beer. If you guys are into that type of thing, so over the past five years, non-alcoholic beer has grown three point nine percent in the industry, and non-alcoholic beers still have. In case you're wondering, they still have the malt flavor and the aroma of beer. It's just missing the alcohol. And for those of you thinking of just like. When I first thought of like non-alcoholic beer and you know what, this is like really a great thing. Like I really commend um, brewers and people in the industry that are trying to improve something that's actually has great benefits to society. And I think everybody knows somebody that either can't drink alcohol, doesn't want to drink alcohol, or is just looking like everyone's looking for that same experience of that breweries can provide and even beer can provide of great conversation, connecting with your community, having Mm -hmm. good conversation, meeting up with friends. I think like everyone wants that connection and that experience. So for somebody that may not drink beer or even if like alcohol in general. Yeah. Or like some religions like Islam. Yeah. Drink alcohol. So. And I think it like it does leave people out of the equation and that it's kind of like if you have a group of friends and somebody like, they still want to hang out with everybody, but 
you know, like the, it's like once someone doesn't know how to like want alcohol or beer, it's like, what do you do with them? Oh my God. Can I get you like, like if someone's having a house party and it's like, Oh, I know this person can't drink beer. It's like, what do I do? What do they drink? Like what on earth does this person drink? And then you start offering like, Oh, we got, um, you know, we have basil in the fridge. We got, uh, like, what? it's just like mean? all, like I'm saying like people don't take like the second to be like, they're a normal person. It's just, they don't want something with alcohol in it, but they start offering like all these weird ass, like beverages or like, what are you talking about? We offer Shirley temple. So we do, we do, but it's like a lot of people panic and it's like, you treat that person so different just because like, they're not like, they can still have a good time. Like you get kind of awkward about thinking like, what can they drink? Like you, it's like when someone's like, Oh, I'm a vegetarian. They're like, Oh my gosh, is there anything on this menu you can drink or eat? And it's like, yeah, like I can, still eat things like I just yeah exactly like so it's kind of that's the same situation so you get kind of people get kind of freaked out when they're like oh no alcohol like oh my gosh but so how I guess my main question is how do you get a non-alcoholic beer because when I think about beer obviously the alcohol comes from the fermentation process so how do you get rid of the alcohol and still have it taste like beer like what's like what's the process there so again like the taste, as far as taste goes, it's not going to be a hundred percent the same naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's getting be- It's getting better. And I use this example because, like, nothing's wrong with O'Doul's. That was perfectly fine. It was creating that avenue that wasn't there before, and it wasn't a very popular. It's not a big money maker, a popular thing at the time. Now, yeah, with people more concerned about their lifestyles, they want to be healthier. They they're working out a lot more, and or, and there's also a movement going on where people don't want to be hungover. They don't want to, they're working too much now. They they don't want to have that part of alcohol in their life, which I completely commend. And so they're just looking for like the enjoyment, the flavors and everything like that, that are as close as you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like you said, how do you get this into a non-alcoholic beer? Yeah. Well, there's several different processes. So as you said, like, you don't want that alcohol that gets put in during the fermentation process that comes from the yeast and using those sugars and absorbing those sugars into alcohol. So there's a couple different processes before that you suggest heat up um, the beer and kind of like boil off mm. like the alcohol. Hot beer. Hot beer Yum. after the fact to get evaporate that alcohol. But then the negative to that is you're getting rid of some of those flavors that you want mm-hmm. in that beverage. Uh, another popular way that they're doing it is using uh, vacuum distillation. So that's by that putting the fancy. beer in a vacuum and basically they lower the boiling point and they evaporate much of that ethyl alcohol without raising the temperature enough where it will get rid of that flavor. Okay. What does the vacuum look like? Because I think of literally our Dyson nuts downstairs, like vacuuming up my beer into the vacuum. <laughs> so it's just like a, a brewery full of vacuums and they're just like, Vreen. yeah, just like vacuum that up, make it hot. I don't know what, like what type of vacuum, like a NASA vacuum. So I'm sure it's like, like a lot vacuum of space where they, you know, I have to go into that thing after you come back from space and you have to get like reacclimated in that vacuum thingy. That's what I, that's also what I think of. So I'm sure it's just, it looks like a lot of filters going through. Okay. Like, so, or not, so it's not like one of those vacuum seal or food, you know, that thing you put, it could suck all the air out of. No, I don't think it's yeah. like that. Uh, but it's a good, good question. I mean, like, I kind of I just want to see, see a picture of one. 
I guess I could Google it because that's a thing that people yeah. do, right? Yeah. Uh, but actually, the the best way I would say in the most popular way right now is using reverse osmosis where they take the beer and they strain it through a very fine strainer and the water and alcohol pass through and then the liquid is added back to the remaining product. And this actually makes it so that you get to retain all that flavor that you would lose by boiling it to a point where you're at that temperature where you might get off flavors or you might destroy the flavor. Interesting. Uh, and and there's also other processes that are being employed by non-alcoholic beer breweries right mm-hmm. now, but they are not disclosing it for obvious reasons because all Top it takes secret. is that to get out and then you get into battles of independent breweries versus the big the big brewers. Yeah. And um, especially in the small towns, it could cause havoc. I mean, I don't think that, and I could totally be wrong on this, in the future, but I know the projections say that, you know, it's going to grow by 7.8% or something to 2024 of the non-alcoholic beer industry. But I don't think it's going to get as big as like seltzers have like hard seltzers. I feel like have taken over the market. Like a lot of, uh, beer companies like Boston beer company, like they have a hard seltzer. Like there's truly seltzers. There's like, everyone's coming out. Like we went to two roads and they had a seltzer. Um, I think night shift has like, there's a bunch of places that have seltzers now. And I don't think that the non-alcoholic beer is going to be as big as seltzers are. And therefore I don't really think they need to keep it a secret, you know, like it's like coveted technology. Like, I don't think it's going to get that popular where people are going to try to, you know, the guy from Willy Wonka, try to steal the secrets of Willy Wonka's factory. Like, so here's where I think it, I just, I would disagree with you on that. I would agree that, uh, hard seltzers are, becoming a more of a mainstream and i think the growth of hard seltzers in breweries as far as like licensing go that's a little dicey because a lot of breweries are licensed for malt beverages and seltzers aren't considered a malt beverage so you have to get a different license and i think it caters to a lot more people um hard seltzers versus non-alcoholic beer however i think as far as keeping things secret at this point for there are certain processes, there's a reason behind it. And I think it is very profitable. For example, um, Athletic Brewing in Stratford, Connecticut. So they're one of the only non-alcoholic breweries that we have around here in Massachusetts or that we can get within this no, area. With, with, without <laughs> going in Connecticut, but it's fine. But I mean, in Massachusetts, yeah, yeah. as far as distributing mm-hmm. and everything else, that's other, unless we want a Heineken Zero. No, thank you. Or in no duels. Um, really, Athletic Brewing is one of the only brewing companies that are available to us. And I remember when they I first saw this probably a year ago um, that they were getting more popular. They actually sell their beer also online, which I thought was very unique. And they were selling out. How do you get that? Because you can't ship it to yourself. They were selling out of it online. And I'm like. You can't ship. Well, I guess. Oh, I guess because it's not alcoholic, you can ship it to the mail, right? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, this is incredible. They're selling out. Like, to me, it was just mind blowing that. Number one, like it's a brewery, but it. For me, it took a little learning curve of like, yes, there's still a brewing process. They're still mashing. They're still fermenting. It's just they're cutting it at a point before the alco- it really spikes in the alcohol content. So to me, it was kind of mind-blowing that 
this business or this community would be focused on one non-alcoholic. Like, yeah. Like, to think about it, like, that's all you produce is non-alcoholic beer. So, right away, like, are people that want mm-hmm. an actual beer of, like, a 5% or want those traditional beers, are they going to, like, are you going to drive them out? I mean, I understand the appeal of it in terms of you just don't want to, have alcohol or like I said for religious reasons you don't consume alcohol or it's just a lifestyle choice you've made in your life but I don't think like in terms of like the healthy lifestyle argument I don't think it's valid because there's still the same amount of calories in this beer as there is in a regular beer like there's not, maybe not exactly 50 the same, calories but, are in this non-alcoholic beer okay but some of the other ones like some of the ones I was reading I think Brooklyn Brewery just came out with one and there were a couple others I saw and the calorie count is almost the same so it's like Yes, you're not getting the alcohol, which can, you know, enforce some other lifestyle changes or, you know, choices that you've made. But in terms of calorie count, like the seltzers, in most cases, is a better option for if you're trying to live a healthier lifestyle. But that's just me. That's just my opinion. And like when I first, so the first beer that I tried from Athletic Brewing was their Upside Down. It's their Golden Ale. Um, And the first time I tried it, I did not really care for it. I said this tastes like the beer that I get after I like I do the brewing process and before it actually ferments, mm-hmm. which I guess is which the kind is of like goal. almost exactly the same as what it is. Um, but then at our Halloween party, we had um, some of the non-alcoholic beer and we gave it to some of our guests, and they thought it was actually beer and they liked it a lot, and I was impressed. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like you actually you can. It's it can be on the same caliber as a beer. But I wonder if they would have had a different reaction if you had told them beforehand that it was non-alcoholic. Oh, absolutely. Like, That's why know, I like specifically you, didn't. It's, it's like the um, oh my gosh, now I'm blanking on what the the terminology is. The placebo effect. Like if you tell someone it's not alcoholic, then they're gonna go into that with the perception, oh, it's not alcoholic, and they're gonna taste it and be like, oh, what is this? But if you just go, oh, try this beer, then they might, you know, think it tastes good. And I think the funny thing about it was that after they, like, said, like, oh, what brewery is this? Like, oh, this is great. Like, where did you get this? And then it was just like, oh, do you know that's, like, 0.5% alcohol? And they're like, are you kidding me? Like, this is only 0.5%? And I'm like, really? Like, I mean, like, I can taste that doesn't have, like, the alcohol taste into it. But I was like, all right, see, like, that's, like, they met, like, to me, that was like, all right, you've met your target goal right there. I was like, they they actually have, like, yeah. they're actually a feasible, it's actually feasible and it's actually could be profitable. I think it can be profitable for people who are making lifestyle changes. I don't necessarily think I agree with the people who are toting it as like, oh, if you are, you know, sober, not just like, oh, I'm not drinking anymore, but sober as in I'm a recovering alcoholic or I'm a recovering drug addict. I don't think that you should be drinking it still, even though it's not alcoholic, because I think that could be a trigger. Just the taste of beer, you know, for someone who is sober as almost a necessity, I don't think should really drink it. But I I understand why people would choose it if they are just trying to, you know, not drink alcohol anymore, just for for lack of better term, shits and giggles. Yeah, and I think, uh, so another uh, brewing company based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, they um hairless dog brewing they uh, launched their line of non-alcoholic beer in i believe 
late of last year, 2018. And in their process, they never introduce alcohol, unlike the ones we just met, mentioned. And so that means that they register their beer registers 0.0 ABV. So that's like truly yeah. like zero alcohol. But it still tastes like beer. And, and um, or, or close to it. I think that like is what to your point of like the triggers and I think like I actually when I was in the craft beer store that I go to all the time to see new craft beers that are just coming up and ones local to us that aren't available in a lot of the liquor stores or package stores near us um, this woman came in and she was getting some beer for herself and then she saw into the the refrigerator section of, oh, I heard there's this non-alcoholic beer. Do you know what non-alcoholic beer that is? Like someone mentioned to me there's a non-alcoholic beer. And he, the the owner was like, oh, yeah, um, Athletic. They have like three here. And she's like, oh, my God, this is so great. Like my brother will love this. And she was probably in her 40s. And she said, my brother, like you said, like he, he was um, an alcoholic before. And he's really like hit a dive on his recovery, but he, I want something that like will get him back into getting off it. So hmm. he recommended like what I'm drinking, the upside down and said, give it this to him. Don't like tell him that it's a non-alcoholic beer. Just pour it into his glass. Hmm. And she's like, I love that idea. It's great that he could have something. And she even looked at the package and she's like, these cans look like literally look like a craft beer. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with that, but that's just. I mean, that's one person's opinion too. So I I guess everyone's life is different, and everyone can make their own choices. I don't really agree with that. I think, and I I obviously can't speak from personal experience because I'm not a recovering alcoholic, but I don't think that it's a good thing to be having any drink that tastes like beer or could, you know, maybe put you down that path. But I'm not speaking for other people. I just that's my opinion, and everyone can make their own decisions. As grown adults. Yeah, I think, like, <laughs> to see, like, a family member, like, try, like there's something out, like, uh, seeing another alternative. And then he also yeah, recommended right. um, hop water, which was the next... Um, what is hop water? ...thing. I really... Are, I'm really into hop water right now. You're really into it? I'm really into it, and I wish a lot more places would carry it because it is hard to find right now. So what? It, what is it, yeah, right? That, like, that what is weird. hop water and... It kind of sounds nasty, right? It sounds like dirty lake water. <laughs> so it's actually dry hops or hop oil, and it's added to seltzer water. It's non-alcoholic, just has that hop flavor. So if you're an IPA fan like myself, but you don't want to have a beer, um, and you can also add caramel color too to it if you make it yourself. And uh, H2OPS LLC in Anaheim, California, were actually the uh, hmm. first to commercialize this concept and it was Paul Tecker and he founded it in 2013 and he was homebrewing beer and he had some hops that he grew in his backyard and after finishing his batch of beer he had some leftover hops and he decided to just brew a batch using only hops so like I just th- hops and just wine. hops and I thought that was really creative and it's actually his product is next now in Whole Foods um, in his area, which I thought's kind of cool. 
Um, against the Green Brewing, another example of a brewer, he began making hop water for his employees as a non-alcoholic alternative to beer uh, for those employees that didn't want to drink beer. Uh, Lagunitas. Just drink water. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so it's it's. I don't know. I'm not a. I mean, I'm not an. You're IPA not. Fan, yeah, you're not so an IPA I fan. Don't so don't think this is up my alley. I mean, what? Same thing to seltzer, right? Like, why not just drink water? You want okay. like a flavor. You to are water. talking to a diehard seltzer fan right now, so so yeah. So don't I'm bash the seltzer. I'm not bashing seltzer by any means, but you want flavor, I mean, I right? A, I guess like it's the water same. Yeah. doesn't yeah. depend. I mean, national. Depending on what water you have, it it's going to have sense, some flavors. Because I but. do like having a flavored seltzer over a regular, like a non-flavored seltzer. So I guess that makes sense. Putting if you like, if you really like hops, I could see it. I guess. Yeah, and I was even reading a story about Lagunitas Brewing. This must have been back in the day because I can't see this happening now. Which was a Wednesday. Um, but Jeremy Marshall, who was the head brewer, uh, he gave hop water to his employees because they were drinking beer and getting too tired to work. <laughs> So I thought this was hilarious, and obviously it must have taken place like. I feel like there just should have been a no drinking at work policy. And so we started with <laughs> sterile, uh, deaerated water, so all the oxygen was removed from it, and then he heated the water, added yeast and hops, and he used either Citra or Centennial hops, I believe, and it was gluten free, as no grains were used to make it. Zero calories, zero alcohol. And I just See, thought that was great. Are there some real hops in this hop water? Are there? Excuse me. What kind of hops? Yeah. What kind of hops are in this hop water? This water doesn't have enough hops in it for me. Can we float some hops in there? Um, but yeah, and it is awesome. So if any of you are looking for a non-alcoholic alternative or just try something new, um, but try and find hop water. It's it's pretty pretty good. But yeah, so as I'm having this non-alcoholic beer right now, I think my favorite was their IPA, um, the Athletic Brewing's IPA, uh, Run Wild. It had 70 mm-hmm. calories, 35 IBUs. It was, I'd say, out of their beer, non-alcoholic beers that I tried, it was the closest flavor profile to me as like an IP, like mm-hmm. something I'm used to. Um, and that one, didn't you have to get on a waiting list? Because when you I did. to go buy those, they didn't have they it. It was sold, sold out. out. Yeah. And I think one of the things that like kind of like sticker shock, Price shock, like we know it's the six. Shock is. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you sure do. <laughs> the six pack was like equivalent to like if you picked up a six pack of craft beer. It was pricey for a six pack, and I think I mean like I get it. Like the pro, it's a process. It's but I was like seriously, I'm gonna pay the same price for a non-alcoholic beer as I would with an alcoholic beer. I'm gonna buy the alcoholic beer, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So that's where I am with that. Like, I'm not going to go. Well, they and can buy drive it. the price because there's not that many. Exactly. On the market. So exactly. They, can, they are like, you know, they can, they're a market, like a first entrant into the market. So they can do what they want. They can set the, the price out there. So it makes sense. But I, I commend them for doing something different. And now that it, there are the financial like trends of it's becoming, it's becoming a bigger and bigger mm-hmm. thing. Like I said, like you said earlier, I don't think it's going to be a huge market i think um, it's gonna be it might get big for a little bit but i think it's gonna fall off i don't think it's gonna stay and there's like i th- think they call it what is it the uh, sober curious movement yes. is now what it's yes. being called and it, thanks to millennials like uh-huh. they don't and i'm just like millennials like every millennial i know drinks like it's like, like their fish? job yeah 
And I'm like, this is like, wh- who are these people that they're talking to to get these trends? But I think I have heard people do like, oh, no drink November or, you know, yep. people who like take a month. Like I know my, my brother, shout out, um, was trying to do like no alcohol in October, mostly because, or September, mostly because he went to a ton of weddings and there was a lot of alcohol involved in those. <laughs> but <laughs> So out of necessity versus detox, like choice. But I mean, it's definitely something that I've seen more people talking about and I've heard just in conversations at work, people, you know, with their friends being like, oh, yeah, like, I'm not drinking this month or oh, I'm going to take a week or two off. Like, so I think it's out there. It's not unheard of. I just, I don't think it's going to catch on really that much. But, and yeah, like you said, millennials, millennials also started the craft beer movement or, you know, help move it along. Like, I feel like, like we were talking about earlier today in the past, you know, eight, nine years, it's really gotten big. So it's like they started movement and then they're just like, oh, no, I'm going to go to non-alcoholic beer now. But it is like a challenge, right? Like I'm trying to think like myself, like if I were to brew at home, like a non-alcoholic beer, would I do it? And my answer would be no. (laughs) Like why, why go through all that? If you're not going to sell it to anybody, then what's the point of that? Yeah. Like you wouldn't go to people and be like, Ooh, do you want to try my non-alcoholic beer? And And they'd laugh in my face. I don't want to try that. Are you crazy? Like, thank you for this free stuff. I'm going to dump down the drain. Like, you wouldn't do it. But if you're trying to make a profit, then you would. You would try. Or if I was, like, a crazy, like, marathon runner, and I was, like, I want something after my run that I don't have to feel guilty about or, like, I don't have to, like, detox. Yeah, but you just ran a marathon. How many calories did you just burn? You can can drink one beer. You're not going to fall down dead afterwards. I don't know. I'm I'm in the... You're in I'm the team. Shan's on team alcohol over here. I'm fully on <laughs> I'm board. full on board with alcohol. No, just with, if you ran, like I know after I run, because you're marathon, you run like, half marathon. So like that's like, why I wanted your take on this. Would you? Would you like if they handed you like one of these non-alcoholic? I'd be like, beers. what's this crap? I just ran a half marathon. <laughs> I want a real beer. <laughs> like I would just be so mad about it. But I mean, I just think I mean, if I was maybe if I was an elite athlete, if I was. Like Usain Bolt or something like that, I would maybe consider it. I think Usain Bolt would still say like, "What is this crap? I want a water or I want a." I know. I'm gonna ask, or... Let me ask Shailene Flanagan, and I'll get back to you on that. All right, Chan's got connections to Olympians, U.S. Olympians. Totes. I do have some <laughs> through work, but anywho. But sober is sexy. Apparently now on Instagram. Hashtag. So, I mean, I don't agree. I don't disagree with that. I mean, I don't. I don't really dash on anybody for choosing that no. option with their life like that's like i said your own decision like we said i think it's like a good avenue I think it makes for an alternative for an alternative to your standard beard and i don't i don't think you should feel like kind of separated from everyone else if you choose to do that like if you're on the sober is sexy team like that's great good for you like, and, I, awesome. and again like i think it's commendable and i i think mm-hmm. like my initial stigmas behind it were false and that it they are craft breweries. And just because yeah. they're not brewing alcoholic things, it doesn't mean they're not a brewery and they're not a craft brewery. I think I think for you, it's more false. the taste as opposed to the con- the concept. Right? Yes. Like you- I love, I lo- oh, I was so excited about the concept. Remember, like yeah. I came running in and be like, hey, there's this brewery in Stratford, Connecticut. Like they're doing like the best they can to create something as close as possible. And that's not to say that it- other people don't think it tastes good. Yeah. It's just some people don't, don't, would not prefer that taste over other things. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> o- and it's an option out there. So if you know somebody that might be into something like that, 
it's becoming a thing. So, And if you guys liked our bonus episodes, uh, those will be coming. They'll probably be a lot shorter in duration. Um, but if you have any topic ideas that you would want us to discuss on air, let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, any brewery experiences that you have. Or also anybody that you think might want to learn more about craft beer or home brewing or is a home brewer and might be interested, make sure you tag them on our Instagram on any of our episodes. That way they can find it and discover something new. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening to this week's episode. If you would like to find out more about us, Double Hot Beat, you can visit our website at www.doublehotbeatpodcast.com. Or you can send us a direct message on Facebook or on our Instagram, which is Double Hot Beat Podcast. Um, you can also follow us there as well. And please go on to iTunes and like and review us. That helps other people find us um, and get some new listeners. We really appreciate that if you could li- uh, leave that review. And I guess we will see you or talk to you guys next time. We will catch you on the brew side. This has been Double, Double Hot Beat. Beat. Thank <laughs> you.